0: Hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly provided by Web Central two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology as always. Just news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons
1: with this. With Trevor on from yourtechlife.com
0: Now my advice to people who like this kind of service is.
1: And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always provide and the best advice. Lots
0: to talk about on Two Bikes Talking Tech. This is Two Bikes Talking Tech. And it's great to have your company, Two Bikes Talking Tech, each and every week. Available on iTunes and uh, and at techguide.com.au, of course. And welcome from techguide.com.au each and every week. Stephen good day,
1: mate. Hello, Trevor. How's your week been?
0: been a wonderful week, mate. Uh, recovery week, but that's all good. It's all thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear, Two Bikes Talking Tech. And each and every week, we'll bring you the latest news and information in technology and a perspective from two blokes who regularly talk tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And on one of those rare occasions, the, the two bikes were in the same room last night um, <laughs> for the launch in Australia of the Samsung Galaxy Note. Now, um, Samsung do a very good job, I've got to say, in Australia that, that we see um, of presenting their new products to us and uh, you know a lot of hype around them. And the Galaxy Note's an interesting one because it's been available for a while overseas. And so you get to these things and you kind of know what it is. And then you, you, you listen to the palaver about it in the end and you just want to have a play with it and find out when it's coming out. The good news is it's Available this week from Optus and Vodafone, and it'll be available early April from Telstra. Mate, it's um it's good to go hands on with this thing officially. I guess I had to play around yes. with one at CES, but um look, it's a massive, massive phone it slash is. mini tablet. Um, it is to me, it's a it's a super size Samsung Galaxy S2. That's what it looks like and feels like to me.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, – but w- once people get over that initial shock, I- I've pulled it out of my pocket and people have gone, Jesus, what the hell's that? You know, they they get over the- – once they get over the surprise of the size of the device and then they get it in their hand and they, they- I show them the features, show them how you can draw on the screen – after a few minutes, people are liking it. and I, I think the, the experience that people get now as screen sizes are getting larger, I think it's harder to go back to a small device. So I think for people who are going to take on the Galaxy Note as their device, anything anything under 5.3 inches is going to look minuscule. So I think the the Note fills in that nice little gap between the smartphone, 3.5, 4-inch screen, and not quite tablet size 7-inch screen. So there is literally a size for everybody now. Uh, it's quite a powerful device. You, you're spot on. The, it, it is an enlarged Galaxy S2, but I quite like the number of apps that are already available that can make use of the S Pen, the little uh, the little stylus that fits mm. neatly into the device. I think uh, a lot of uses for that, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the app developers do with it.
0: Look, the S Pen is the most intriguing thing. So to explain, this thing has a mini stylus built into it. Up slides up the, the bottom of it, essentially, just like the old you know uh, compact iPads and palms and those kind of things had. And you get the sense when you look at it that it's just a stylus, but there is something about this screen which makes it really nice and sensitive. There's there's something about the iPads that when you even when you use one of those you know soft edge styluses, they're never very accurate or very good. I did see a pen at CES that was very good for for the iPad though, but this thing is is not just an average stylus. It's, it's got some sort of technology from like the, I think it's from the Wacom people um, that it's even there's even a button on it which which. Activates it and it allows you to do different t- sensitivities, all these different things, which I really don't have my head around yet. But what I love is is just the simple notepad application here, which yes. allows you to choose what sort of pen, whether you're using kind of a biro, uh, a paintbrush, a pencil, or a highlighter. Choose your color, and and you can literally—that's how they're doing artworks and thing on it because you've got this such a great um, flexibility around how you how you apply the the, the writing that you're doing, and Absolutely. and it really does—you really can. Take notes. So you, you can, you, you really can sit there and go, this is my notepad for this meeting.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I, and I I liked how at the launch uh, yesterday they had actually a, a an artist there do, drawing caricatures of of journal, tech journalists who were there. Just goes to show the accuracy uh, and the quality of uh, of drawings and the things you can draw uh, produce on the note. And like I, I always take a notepad with me. It's just yeah. a, an old habit that I've always had a notepad where you are a journo from day. way back, mate. Absolutely. So having having this kind of device at my disposal now, I've been using for since since the launch, and I've been, I've actually put all my contacts, I'm going to use it as my phone for the next few days to, before I write my review. I'm going to so take advantage of the fact that I can now produce the notes. Quite There are note-taking apps on the iPhone and other Galaxy devices, but you can actually write the notes out save them but also what I quite like is the handwriting recognition where if you want to say update your Facebook status or do a make a tweet you can actually hand write it and it will translate it word for word it's quite accurate so it, it is another way of uh, interacting with the device I've always been a, a tactile pad and pen man uh, on top of using all my tech of course but having this uh, as my note-taking device I'm really looking forward to it
0: look my biggest complaint at this point and
1: and it is about
0: the stylus because it's got this button on it. Mm-hmm. When if you if you cause it feels weird to hold the stylus right down near the nub. So if you hold the stylus back up a couple of centimetres where that button is, you can accidentally press it, and that actually yeah. stops it from working as a stylus. It becomes another mode. That's frustrating me a little bit, but mm. so so that worries me. And I think what will happen here, and and, um, and they mentioned it that there'll be aftermarket styluses become available, which probably will just look like pens. Yeah, I'll and get a that, block uh, in, stylus, maybe. Exactly, that <laughs> is what people um, are going to. That's what people will use, and that will overcome those kind of issues, I guess. Um, anyway, look, a really nice device um, available now, and you can get it basically for $0 um, through Optus on a $79 plan. I think it's 5 bucks a month with Vodafone on their $79 plan. No, their $59 plan, yeah. Oh, fifty $59 plan. Yep. So it's $64 minimum per month. So cheaper per month than than the Optus version if you want it on the on the um, on the Vodafone network. A nice device mate. So you know yeah, all in all um I agree. I, you know that, the one thing that bugs me though that Samsung saying they created a new category here. I, I don't know what is this category.
1: Well it's the note category I suppose where the the you know writing on the screen it's the, they they're calling it the note category so oh, I don't know it's uh it's a nice way to market the device, I suppose.
0: Look, I'll take their word for it, but um, <laughs> it, it is a very nice device, and I think what you need to do, if you're interested in the Samsung Galaxy Note, is you need to find your way into an Optus or a Vodafone store somewhere that has it on display, yeah, and really ask them head. ask them to get, get, get a hold of it and, and bring out that stylus and have a play. Here's another simple little observation. I go to my son tonight to have a play with the drawing and stuff, and um, he was just playing with it in his bedroom while I was bathing the other two kids, yeah. and... And I gave it to him with the stylus out. I just handed it to him. And then I said, mate, can you just go and put that thing somewhere high now because Victoria's coming out? What, what? And he handed it back to me with the stylus back in the thing. Back in the slot. <laughs> mate, he didn't see me take it out. I swear to God, he didn't see That's me take funny. it out. He just intuitively went, this thing well, must go somewhere.
1: I had a similar experience. I was showing this to my youngest daughter. She's 11. And I, I took the stylus out and I opened up a, a blank sheet of paper so she could draw on it. Yeah. Literally... 10 seconds later, she'd already discovered how to change the colour, how to change the yeah. brush stroke. She was drawing on it. I showed this also to my uh, my eldest daughter, who's just started year 12, and she, she's, she wants to become a designer. She wants to do architecture design, and she's already saying, that's my next phone. Yeah. I oh, need no, no, to be no, able to draw on the screen that well and that easily – She's she sold. There's a
0: lot. This this will this will create a market. They've done a very good job. It's a beautiful phone. It, it works well. It's a it's a great device. So check it out. And uh, in a few days, a full review at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Finnick. Well, while we're on the subject of smartphones, I suppose there's the Galaxy Note. I'm going to call it a phablet. No, oh, don't no no! Tablet. I'm a, zone. We call it a phablet free zone. of tablet? It's a, a stupid,
0: tone? stupid word, <laughs> mate. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll resist the temptation. But anyway, on the subject of smartphones, I uh, posted my review of the Nokia Lumia 800. Now, this is a smartphone that we've discussed a few times on the program, and I've I've been using it for the past week. I've used the Optus version and also been using the Telstra version. Uh, and I posted my review, and I've got to say that the speculation whether this this marriage between Nokia and Microsoft where it was going to work, I think this device can really put that to rest. I it think mm. the system, the, the device is, is a success. I, I think it's it's a lot better than a lot of Android smartphones out there. Yep. It's got a, despite having a Windows operating system, Windows phone, it's quite a simple, uh, it's got a simple ease of use that I, that I really like. It's got a ele- simple elegance to it that uh, even people coming to smartphones for the first time, and let's face it, Nokia have a lot of customers who are going to come to this device? Maybe from using, a, for one of a better word, a dumb phone, a Nokia dumb phone, sorry, mm. onto this device, are going to find that this is is not so hard to sort of get into and enjoy the features. Um, I quite enjoyed using it. Great design. The operating system worked hand in hand with the hardware as well, um, mate. I'm, I gave this four stars out of five on Tech Guide. Uh, what are your thoughts,
0: mate? I, this, we talked about this before as being, you know, the the N nine. It's it's the it's the same form factor and all those different things, which is beautiful. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful. Phone. Let's be clear. And that's important because don't kid yourself. A lot of people who don't have smartphones are walking into stores and going, oh, it looks nice. And then they're playing with it. Now, a lot of the HTC phones are different looking. But you think about the HTC Legend, which was a really nice looking phone. And it is important to have those phones out there for the market. But, you know, you nailed it with one simple point. You said this is simpler to use or or, or easier to use than many Android phones. It really Mm -hmm. is. And that's my biggest problem. Even now talking to people about tablets, a lot of people who have Android tablets do say that it is a little bit more more difficult to use than an Apple tablet, Mm. and the point about the Windows operating system here is it is this tile-based, simple left and right swipe uh, navigation. I think people are going to pick this up and go, all right, that's where my mail is, that's where my messages are, that's where my music is, there's Internet Explorer, all familiar things to the majority of the population. Yep. I, I we've said it many times, mate, and we will be proven right once again that because <laughs> we always are, everything we indicate, and we'll talk about tablets in a minute. Um, yep. uh, you know this this will prove that simplicity is key, and, and absolutely and that by the end of this year, mate, Nokia will be will be having a party. I predict a party, a pre Christmas party from Nokia that is celebrating their success this year. Yep.
1: I agree. I think it is absolutely the start of the Nokia comeback in the smartphone market. We've we've spoken how they've really sort of fallen down the ranks uh, in the smartphone market. The the operating system works very well with the hardware. The live tiles so shows you how many unread emails you have, how many messages you got, missed calls, those sorts of things. There's going to be a lot of exciting new apps that are going to be developed to take advantage of those live tiles. Like you can, I think they demonstrated you can you can pin an item that you're bidding on eBay to the home screen and watch this price. You can keep an eye on the auction without. Even having to dive. Oh, into pray the tell, Stephen, would you have done such a thing? Uh, yes, I would have. I actually <laughs> did.
0: This is uh, a man, ladies and gentlemen, that collects comic books, <laughs> and by the way, has the life-size
1: Star Wars figurines in his home theater. Yes, but I actually you know, nothing childish about I, you, champ. Well, I did bid on and win a an early copy of the uh, Phantom that I did not have in my collection. So yes, the uh, the live tiles really helped me out there. But Qantas, I think, are developing an app that has a live. You can pin your flight number to the to the home screen, so you can see whether the flight's delayed, uh, whether it's on time, whether you're boarding, things like that. But the there are some things though. While we're heaping a lot of praise on the mm-hmm. product, mm-hmm. I reckon that we should point out though a couple of points. Some of the things that I didn't that. To I didn't like, and I'm, I'm not sure whether you agree with this. I think very limited storage is like only the, 16 gigabytes of storage. The lack of storage expansion yeah. is ludicrous. It's just stupid. Yeah, so there's only 16 gig on board, but no expansion slot. So there's no micro SD card mm. slot. To I think they give you an extra 5 gig of cloud storage on SkyDrive. What did he which, do? It's uh, you know by the by, but um, I think to the not being able to use it as a Wi-Fi hotspot, I think that was another feature that people are sort of getting used to now with their smartphones. That would have been nice mm-hmm. to include, and being able to share your content. You know how you can you can you, you can um, wirelessly share content to a TV using DLNA or even yep. just physically with a HDMI out. Uh, you can't do that with this device. So I think that while a lot of techie, you know, tech savvy users going to think, oh my god, that's a DLNA, Breaker, I think for the the majority of users who are attracted to this device, that that won't be of a concern to them. So I still think it will have appeal to those type users, and of course, too, if you're in the Microsoft ecosystem, and let's face it, ninety percent of the world use Windows on their That's on their right. computers. They've got Microsoft Office, so accessing that ecosystem on your device is also going to have appeal. So uh, yeah, I think uh, the you know the, obviously the the pros outweigh the cons, but I think we should have we should uh, did the right thing to point those out though.
0: Absolutely. But look, I think uh, if people want more information, they should read your comprehensive review at techguide.com.au. Um, and if you're interested, it's, it's a great phone. Look forward to getting into a store. It's just like the Galaxy. Get in there, have a look at it. It's available in black, blue, and pink, uh, which is something for everyone there, really. Um, and I think it'll go well. So check it out at your local telco store. And as we said too, by Stalking Tech proudly brought to you by Trend Micro and Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au are our friends in terms of networking and anything to do with connectivity. That's what they do. And and just an example, and Steve and I were talking about this before we before we started recording, dual channel. Wi-Fi in your home. A reason to get it is because you can isolate certain activities. So, dual channel works by having two separate Wi-Fi networks, essentially, and you can have, for example, your VoIP or your TV high-definition streaming on one Wi-Fi channel and all your general internet on another. And the reason you do that is so that your general internet and your surfing, the kids, whatever it is, don't interrupt your live streaming of content on your smart TV or your VoIP conversations. Whether you've got Skype or you might have just one PC in the house that you want to have priority over your internet connection, you can give it that using Netgear, Netgear technology. Netgear have got everything with regards to connectivity and routers and modems in your home, your small business, and you should check them out at netgear.com.au. Lots to talk about over the next few months with Netgear. Lots New products coming out and new technologies too. Uh, Netgear ahead of the pack. Netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Now, mate, um, we don't want to spend... I mean, half the show's already been spent on the Galaxy Note and the Lumia, but let's talk quickly about the iPad. Um, available yep. in just a day. Um, you know, it's, it's Wednesday night we record, but most people will be listening to this on a Thursday, so it's available tomorrow. Um, you know, it's an interesting pre-release hype that we're seeing here. Um, we don't know what time this thing's going to be available at Apple stores. We know only this afternoon. We know that Vodafone is selling it. Uh, I know that Telstra will be selling it, um, but there's still a lot to kind of learn about that. Um, there's a There was actually a lot of confusion earlier in the week. I think you would have seen people thought the release date had been pushed back, but it's actually just the online sales are going back because the the demand is so high.
1: I don't know, mate. Do you think there's something different going on here to previous years? It it is uh, it does feel slightly different. Well, for a start, it doesn't have a number, so that that's the first difference. It's just called the new iPad, and there's a blog on Tech Guide of my reasons why Apple perhaps did that. If anyone's interested in reading that, but uh, I think too that the I was trying to establish whether this device goes on sale in the morning, in the afternoon. Last year, the iPad 2 went on sale at four o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the afternoon. That's right. So yeah. uh, there was that they actually Apple said right it goes on sale from then, and they they kind of turned it into an event there is no word from apple that i 've heard uh, about it being no. sold at a specific time um, right. whether they just want to do a soft launch with this device and just hope people turn up i think from from my information Apple stores are going to open uh, at eight am and sell it i assume from op- from the uh, the time they opened so I don't know. Do you think it's maybe a slightly different approach this year? They want everyone to, rather than be overwhelmed by huge lines, maybe they just want to feel that people can simply just walk into an Apple store and just buy one on opening day.
0: Yeah, look, they always have good stock at Apple stores too. So that is the best place to go. But there is all that, always that, you know, you, your simple stock at JB Hi-Fi and Dick Smith and stuff. So you should, you should be wary of that if you are actually trying to find one. Think about, you know, your options but i do think they i do think it's a bit strange i think you i think what is happening and you alluded to it is they're just they just want to open like normal and just start selling iPads now that's not to say they don't want the queues they're getting them already but Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see, my, my, my tip is we'll see an early morning release. Um, so you will be able to line up, you know, at night time and get yourself an iPad in the morning, if Mm -hmm. not earlier from some places. Um, but I think that's disappointing for the people. I just got a tweet from someone saying, will I be able to get one after school on Friday? And I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) Honestly, I I just, I think it's a big risk, but remember to. That's
1: interesting. Well, you know, Apple have got their reasons, I suppose. And I think, um. It's a, it, it, I don't know whether we should read into the fact that this is the first product launched post-Steve Jobs, uh, whether there's been a sort of change of uh, strategy, change of approach, but... Bottom line is this. They're going to sell a lot of iPads on Friday, whether it's the morning or the afternoon. There's going to be queues out front of Apple stores. Deal with it. And I'm sure that if you do turn up at an Apple store early enough, you're a very, very good chance of getting one if you're after one.
0: And I think that's right. And I think you should keep your eye on both Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick on Twitter, because when we find out when it's on sale, you'll be the first to know.
1: I don't know about you, Trevor, but I'm sure there's been times where you've been frustrated by customer service from various companies, whether it's your mobile phone operator, your internet provider, your bank, your insurance company, and you just really want to – you're not satisfied with what's happened. And a lot of times I think a lot of people take to social media to vent their frustration. Well, there's a brand new website that's just been launched called uvent.com.au, and that's U-V-E-N-T.com.au. And what it is is basically a site where people can send in their frustrations with various customer service providers. Uh, Uvent then not only displays it on their website, but they follow up this inquiry with the actual company in the hope of providing a resolution. That's a tough call. I mean, look, I, I I
0: applaud the initiative. There have been similar things, kind of, I think Kogan did a thing where it was just a whinge fest once. <laughs> um, and that's what you got to avoid here. You've got to, got to avoid the whinge fest. Now, you and I know, and I certainly know that I, every weekend on the radio, I pride myself on trying to help people on the radio. And, Absolutely. You know, you get a call from someone, and I'll, I'll give you a tip. Two companies, which we talk about a lot, are the best at it, Apple and Samsung. If, okay. if someone's got a problem and they, they have attempted to resolve that problem themselves, and they, they don't feel like they've had any luck. I can get in touch with Samsung for them, and, and they will get in touch with them, or an Apple genius yeah, will call them. We have a lot of luck with that. But, Jesus, mate, when you open a website to hundreds and thousands, you know, I take 15, 20 calls a week on the radio show, and, you know, 6 or yep. 10 on the podcast, that, that's that's manageable, you know. If yeah. you have thousands, though, I just worry that they're setting an unreal expectation for themselves. a great idea, though.
1: Yeah, but I think that their heart's in the right place though. If, if 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 you can help a customer get what they've paid for and get a satisfactory result and not lose that customer, I think it's in. We've got to remember it's in these companies' best interest not to lose customers over these issues. Now, what I like about Uvent though, there's a twist in the tail here. Uvent not only is a way for customers to express their disappointment and frustration, but it's also another way for competing companies to offer these venters better deals and better services. So the companies really have to stay on their toes here so they, they could lose a customer to another company who's offering him a better deal and better customer service.
0: Yep, it's a great idea. And uh, you can check out a whole stack more about it at uh, techguide.com.au.
1: And Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Netgear and Trend Micro. Trend Micro, they've got your security covered no matter what device you're using. Now, we're connected in various ways on our tablets and our smartphones, on our computers. They've got you protected no matter what device you decide to connect to the internet. Now, we've been talking a lot about smartphones. Now, smartphones is the next place a cyber criminal is going to strike. That's why Trend Micro has responded with their new mobile security product called Personal Edition – especially designed for your Android smartphone. So now you can surf the web, make your calls and text securely. It'll keep you and your kids safe online. You can avoid even unwanted numbers. You can block certain numbers and filter out annoying calls. Then, you know, We're all downloading apps as well, and some of these apps can st- install some dangerous malware on your device. So the Personal Edition for Android has an app scanner feature too that checks each new app against Trend Micro's up-to-date database that expands every day so it can block any of this malware from infecting your phone. Mobile security personal edition for Androids available now at Harvey Norman, Dick Smith, Officeworks, JB Hi Fi, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorized resellers. Trend Micro, when you're online on any place, any device, they've got you protected. And if you need any more information, visit trendmicro.com.au.
0: We said back at CES that Ultrabook would be one of the words of the year, and Dell have uh, hit the Ultrabook market with the XPS 13 Ultrabook. And, look, there's a lot, a lot to like about this uh, little puppy. I've got to say... um I love the look of it. Um, This is not a MacBook Air clone for a start, which is one of the best things about it because there are so many of them. You know, they're all going to, a lot of devices are going to look similar, but this has got like a carbon fiber base. It's got Corning Gorilla Glass, um, 13 inch. And, you know, price wise, mate,
1: this is starting. This is what, very competitive. This is a very competitive price. Something like four, is it fourteen ninety nine? Uh no, there's a there's a model that starts at eleven ninety nine. That's for the i five. The i right. seven is fourteen ninety nine. But yeah, I think of uh, they've hit a winner with this one. I, I like seven, this.
0: Well. I seven for fifteen hundred bucks in yes. a, in an ultrabook, mate. Oh, I'm really impressed with that price.
1: Yeah, but what I like about it too, though, it's got a it's got a thirteen inch screen, but the way that it's been designed, it's actually been fit almost into an eleven inch form factor the way right. they've designed it. So you're getting more screen, taking up less space, if you know what I mean. They're fitted into no, a small I don't. structure. So <laughs> for, for an Ultrabook, that's brilliant because you know, we want them to be light, we want them to be portable, uh, and this one's very fast with i7 and i5 processors, made out of very qual- high-quality material. It's very light as well. I think it only weighs, what does it weigh? I think it's 1.3 1.36 kg, KG. 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 Mm. which so is amazing.
0: And, and the thing about what well, you know, those two. Let's be clear here: the two prices we mentioned, eleven $1, ninety nine, that's for an i five with one hundred twenty eight gig solid state and four gig ram. Yep. And the fifteen hundred, the fourteen ninety nine, is an i seven with the one twenty eight gig hard yes. drive. Look, you know, i three is not on the radar here, which is great because you know it's not it's not underperforming. But you know, if you are going to you are going to spend this money, you want to have some performance. And i five is a bloody great processor. Twelve hundred bucks, man, and you know these things will, will retail
1: differently in, over, over time, and, yeah, and it also it, puts pressure on the rest of the market. It does well. You can buy this. Obviously, Dell is uh, their, their business model is buying it online. There are some experience yep. centers around the country where you can buy them in person. But the i seven product is is only available from JB Hi Fi store. So if you want the higher spec product, JB Hi Fi, it'll be available for, uh, this week uh, for that's the fourteen ninety nine product. But uh, a very impressive. Ultrabook, and this is not the last of them that we'll see this year, but certainly a very good offering. If you're in the market for a lightweight, fast uh, Ultrabook, Dell has uh, I think they've hit a winner with the XPS 13.
0: They certainly have, and a full uh, look at the announcement and the release at techguide.com.au Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick.
1: Now we know that the real football has already started, Trevor. The rugby league season is uh, coming. <laughs> how, how into just round, even round if, three if I could now.
0: ask you, I haven't been able to follow the the sport very much this year so far. How Have the Rabbitohs gone?
1: Oh, please, we're we're none for two, Trevor. If you must know, okay. Anyone who follows me on Twitter knows my feelings about the Rabbitohs. But anyway, sorry, you. Uh, I have, digress. <laughs> well, anyway, what? Uh, like I said, the real competition started. But there's another there's another game they play south of the border quite quite often, and. and around the country, I suppose. AFL uh, season kicks off in a couple of weeks and they've released the AFL Live official app. Now, I'm very envious of this app because I I don't mind AFL, but this app, I'm hoping they make a version of this app for the NRL because let me explain to you what you get with the AFL Live official app. You get not only the latest team news and your your team lineups, but if you pay a season pass, which is only $50 Mm. for the entire season, you can watch live matches streamed to your mobile phone. This is the thing we talked about you know, when Telstra,
0: Telstra announced all this you know, a few weeks ago, and you're know, talking about all the different options they've got, and this is the, this is the big one. This is the, this is the one that, that really will attract attention, because it's on your mobile phone, and you've got 50 bucks, and you've got the whole Kraken thing happening. The whole season, now, mate. This will, come, this will come to NRL, but not until next year, after the new rights are announced, and assuming that Telstra gets those rights. Unfortunately, the NRL app this year is a little underwhelming. It, all, it costs 99 cents for a start, and it's got basically bugger all other than what's on the website. So it's a bit yep. disappointing, and it's the AFL have really kicked this out of the park, or Telstra have, and um, and we can look forward to it next year for the iPad. We should, we should point the, out for, though, for the, the, NRL.
1: the NRL will have it next year, definitely. I think we should also point out that for that live season pass and streaming all those matches, uh, if you're a Telstra customer, that data is unneeded. Mm. So if you makes uh, good sense to be a Telstra customer, if you're an AFL fan and want to view all these matches streamed to your smartphone, AFL official live app, available now for iPhone and Android.
0: If you're into the Greater Western Sydney Oranges or whatever they're called out there or the <laughs> Sydney Swans, uh, check them out or uh, anyone around the country. AFL, AFL Live uh, from Telstra and the AFL. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenning
0: uh, one quick thing before I leave you with a couple of minutes to tell us about the, the one, an interesting thing about Xbox. Uh, Instagram yes. is a very big app on, on the on the iPhone. Uh, basically, take photos and make really funky, you know, old style or, or just nice uh, artistic um, impressions of them and post them to to an Instagram social network. But more importantly, they get shared on Twitter and Facebook. Finally, that's coming to Android. So Android users, it was announced at South by Southwest, which is some boozy music festival in America, which a whole stack of tech people who it's love in music in
1: Austin, Texas. Yeah. Mate, it's just
0: it's. A, let's not kid ourselves, kids. block blocky is—it's a piss up, okay. Um, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a tech show. It's a music festival with and a bit of tech. You and I in would it.
1: love to be there too. Oh, if we no, had the
0: let me be very clear. I never want to go there ever, okay, ever. I will never be at South I've by Southwest. actually
1: quite a nice place, I'm happy Austin. to go to
0: Austin, but leave me out of South by Southwest. That'd be like me going to the big day out. Not going to happen. <laughs> anyway. The, the the makers of Instagram announced that um, because they were questioned about it it, it, it is in development. It is in fact in private beta at the moment for Android, and it will. The release is pending, so it should be any day soon. Instagram for Android. <laughs>
1: Okay, very quickly before we wrap up this week, uh, Trevor, some interesting news or rumours coming out yeah. of Microsoft. Uh, the there's anticipation that they're going to announce a new Xbox platform, so the, the successor to the uh, the Xbox 360, which a lot of people think is going to be called the 720, whatever. But the biggest thing that uh, the reports coming out is apparently that a, a UK website's reporting uh, that Microsoft have been alerting their partners that the Xbox will, the new Xbox will not include a D. DVD drive. Mm. It'll instead uh, include a memory card slot, so it'll use SD cards, but also some kind of solid-state device where the games can either be downloaded or used on this new memory card format, which I think is a very interesting move for Xbox, seeing that it's very much not just a gaming device, but also an all-round entertainment device.
0: Look, I think there's two things happening here. One of them is the download um, is the future, um, as, as everyone sees it. But unfortunately, you really can't make available the, the core, you know, Call of Duty, you can't make that available for download. It's just too big. It's a massive thing, and, and not enough people would want to do it or have the allowances to do it. So yeah. they need some other technology. And I think when you look at what's what's capable of the on the PlayStation Vita, that nice little SD card size thing, which isn't an SD card, it's a proprietary thing, but you know some sort of simple slot um, that's you know flash memory. It's not expensive for game yeah. manufacturers to make it. So I think it's the I think it's the right thing to do. It should be able to make them. Let's let the best reason to do that. They should be able to make a smaller console.
1: Absolutely. And also, well, you, you think about it. We just spoke about Ultrabooks a moment ago. Disk drives are disappearing from... the Ultrabooks are not putting optical drives on board, but they're right. still the fastest-growing segment of the laptop space. So there's a bit of a theme happening here, Trevor. That's the, the it. Disc, the disk is going to be ditched. Goodbye, spinning disk. Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes
0: Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. And that's all for us this week, episode 55. Thank you, Stephen Fennick. Uh, Stephen Fennick, you can follow on Twitter. at Stephen Fennick, P-H in the middle, and uh, at techguide.com.au for all the latest tech news each and every day of the week. Uh, and uh, a lot of other things that we do, including uh, you should check us out. where We're recording a podcast tomorrow with the good folk at Media Week. So check us out on the, the Media Week tech podcast. Stephen, thanks for the chat. We'll talk again next week.
1: Thanks, mate. See you then. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. Steven Finnick.